Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. New year, new you. Start off 2022 by adding Cornbread Hemp to your health and wellness plan. Cornbread Hemp's organic extra strength CBD gummies deliver 50 milligrams of CBD and 2 milligrams of THC to help with your everyday aches and pains. Visit cornbreadhemp.com and use the promo code BIGX for 30% off at checkout. Stressful new year? Don't sweat it with Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown. Kentucky. Touchdown. Kentucky. <laughs> Victory. Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want. You dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Five. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Wednesday to you. January 19th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Bless you, Nick Roush. Bless you, Justin Kalen, as well. It is a great day to beat the Texas A&M Aggies. As Roush said, it is a game day. Sick them. How's everybody doing? Uh, Pretty well. Pretty well. Uh, I'm not happy that... Duke is now just waking up at 5.30 a.m. It's not great, but it does ensure that I'm not running behind. So at least there's that. So like even if I'm slow moving in my morning routine, I'm going to be on time because 5.30 is very early. It is. It is early. Um, That's really early. I was up around there, but just kind of laid in bed for an additional 30 minutes or so. Um, different when you got to get moving and get up and get rolling. Yeah, you know, yeah. you don't fall asleep if you do that. No, I'm not a very good sleeper. If I if I lay in bed after I wake up, I am done. Like I I will fall back to sleep in less than a minute. I mean, there's some circumstances where I will. Like if I wake up at four, I'm eventually gonna fall back asleep. But it's not. I can't just lay there for five minutes and be out again. Well, I I'm wish al- I could. I'm also so uncomfortable that I don't want to lay around in bed. You know, like I. I uh, Maybe I'm old man with back pain already, where I would much rather be sitting in a chair than like scrolling through Twitter than oh, laying in I'm bed. I'm so maybe you don't have a comfy enough bed. Yeah, you need to get you a new bed. Is your bed on the floor by chance? Well, no, it's not on the floor. Uh, but I did exercise yesterday for the first time in a months, and you know, starts you you, you feel it in a bunch of weird places. So that's where I'm at right now. What kind yeah. of exercising we do? Just. Hopping on a bike for 45 minutes. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, good sweat. Felt good to be back. But it, it takes a little while to get um, to get everything back to normal. 
So, um, but yeah, so we're just, we're getting back. We're getting healthy tonight. We'll not be healthy though, because I'll be up till like midnight or something. So that's just, it's going to stink. Not going to be fun to stay up late, but it's going to be fun to watch Kentucky kick Texas A&M's ass. I hope, I hope this is a important game for Kentucky. It's one that a loss is probably going to get people mad, upset, angry. It'll get national people wondering just what's with this Jekyll and Hyde Kentucky team. But a win probably won't get you a lot of praise, but it'll get you a lot of praise from me. I'll I'll praise Kentucky for a win because this is a road game. It's a team that's only, I think, lost twice on the season. Uh, they're ahead of you, weirdly enough, in the conference. And it it's one Kentucky should win. It's one you should win. So if you can take care of business on the road, I'll be impressed by it. Don't really care how you do it. You just got to come away from College Station with a win, and we've got two hours to talk about it. Justin, how'd your call go last night? It was awesome. I've, I've two Kentucky games the last two weeks, two two point games. It was awesome. So oh, you, you're you saying... said it was going to be a blowout. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to be a blowout, but we so Jeffersonville was up big the whole game. North Oldham comes racing back. They end up hitting a game winning shot with three seconds left. Oh wow! It was awesome. Did you go back and, and pull the call? We could hear. Just... I didn't. No, I, I can maybe find it. I don't. I kind of want to hear the call. I'd myself. love to hear Scoots Magoots. This is the point where he always hits it. <laughs> That's exactly what I said too. Did you go crazy? I go pretty crazy. Yeah, when when <laughs> it's game winning shots. Yeah. As long as the audio isn't modulated, yeah. That's when great. it's over modulated, that's the only issue sometimes with those calls. And I had some for Louisville City where just the audio pinging back into the station, something was off, and it didn't sound very good. Well, and if you don't have an engineer standing by who's ready to crank it down for those big moments, that's true. Like you, like you don't, you rarely hear that with Tom Leach because there's somebody there ready to control the volumes. Um, a little inside baseball for you folks behind the scenes but yeah they got to turn it up and down pretty frequently um there was one call i heard recently and it was an nfl call where i think i'm pretty sure it was nfl the guy just kept losing his mind and it was like it might have been the browns announcer now you know they don't have very many good moments in the cleveland browns organization so i understand how excited he was but every single one of those had that like crackling pop in the background it just didn't didn't sound good it's not, not great for the years. No, it wouldn't be at all. Clean it up. Hey, little tip for you and your job. Yeah. Mike Stoops just followed Fran- Francis Knowlton Jr., the Syracuse commit. Oh. Must mean they want him. Well, what does it mean if he follows at Roush KSR? Whoa, it means he wants you. <laughs> Mike Stoops looks like if Mark Stoops had chosen a military career and then saw some stuff. <laughs> it's funny because it's true. <laughs> he looks like he would be one of the generals in Homeland. I never watched Homeland, but I could also see him just as a like drill sergeant in, in insert any mo- military movie. Yeah. Yeah. And he does things his own way and he gets results, but do the ends justify the means? <laughs> Which you might say about his coaching career. there's some truth truth to it and then he's the only stoops that made it out alive with his hair which that's got you got to wonder if that bugs the brothers bob got plugs i think he did but still it still is mike's natural looks great yeah got a great jawline oh man uh adam luckett was perusing through the getty images uh 
the, the, the Getty images of Mike Stoops and found one of him and Mark at Arizona. And I think Mark might be pulling back Bob, who's like jumping up in the air, and they're both wearing Air Monarchs. It's a glorious picture. Has it, that been posted? Well, uh, the thing is, is the we we can only post like it's it's a vertical picture, so it it doesn't turn oh, up. Yeah. yeah, so you can only see the horizontal. And you got to crop out the monarchs. It's real bummer. I can't crop out the monarchs. Have you ever tried on Air Monarchs? No, by the way? of course not. So I, Justin, you. I tried some on because I was like, you I know what? Often just try on shoes. Generally, just get a new pair of shoes, put them on. Well, Same. the problem is, is you know, I'm a cheapskate, so mm-hmm. like I go to Kohl's and I try on like every single pair of 13s that they have, which is only like 10 of them. Like, there's not that many selection for uh, a big-footed person <laughs> like myself. Uh, and one of them was Air Monarchs, and I put them on. I was like, huh? Not. Oh my God, my feet are sweating. Like they are the hottest shoes. There's no. It, it's just you're you're strapping bison to your feet, just weather city. I sounds so nice. Hot. I found the call by the way from last night. If y'all want to hear, it. oh, you did. I don't know what it sounds like either, so it's gonna be interesting. Justin says, "Hey, your Air Monarch story. Yeah. Shut up. Screw it. Okay, because I found the call. Screw the Air Monarch. All right, let's hear this call. This is North Oldham beating Jeff. Tied up again at fifty-eight. Remember, yeah. one team's in the bonus. That's North. Jeff is it. And we are down to 12 seconds now. We'll see what Roberts does here. A high screen for Roberts. Watch him starting left, going right. Down to six. Roberts in the lane, rises up, gets it to go! And we are going to get a timeout taken with 1.4 seconds left. As what a finish to this ball game. There you go. Wow. Great cadence. You just need to explain the play more. Oh, that's I, I have to finish my call, and then that's when the my my color guy comes in and and says it. And this is video, so I don't have to be it as descriptive. Oh, that okay. makes sense. That makes yeah. that does yeah. make sense. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, the color guy just pipe down a little bit, buddy. Yeah. All right, you leave the play by play to the play by play guy. You talk about you know the, the 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 atmosphere. You talk about the the environment. Gosh, it's so weird. It's good hearing, call. It's good. Great, great cadence. I mean, that is professional. Cadence. Yeah, like he, he's a professional. Oh yeah, he really is. We have a professional broadcaster on our show. <laughs> yep. <laughs> at least there's one of us. <laughs> there really is one of us. <laughs> uh, Justin did some Louisville City games after I, I did. after I, I hung up my hat. Three of them, two on radio, one on TV for my prestigious KSR career. Um, yeah, oh, I didn't know you did the TV one. It was on WHS. Did you put on deodorant for that? Uh, nope. Maybe. I doubt it, but maybe. <laughs> Just to be safe. Are you a clone guy? A clone? Yes. I'm not familiar. Cologne? You're oh, not cologne. cologne. I thought he said clone, too. Yeah, I was like, yeah, wait, what? Yeah, yeah oh, Are you I'm a clone guy? Big cologne. <laughs> big cologne guy. Oh, yeah. oh, that's actually right. You do the Axe body spray. We've smelled it yeah. in here before. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got to obviously talk about the news of the day, and that's the video I tweeted shortly before we went on the air today. And it is Tim Sullivan of the Courier Journal going to town. Uh, it's like an all-you-can-eat buffet in his nose for boogers. And oh man, it's disgusting. I, he's tickling his brain. I think Justin mentioned that yeah. before we came on the air. He is way up there in Boogerville. But comes he's... down, looks at it, eats it. And then, like, comes back for more. It's an all-you-can-eat. Comes back, does it again. Comes back, does it again. It's it's probably three. Let's count them, actually. It is three, yeah. Let's he only looks at one, though. Two, he just shoves one. in. One. Okay, second pick here. 
That's the and one. This he looks is the at. one that he's he looks at. This one puts it in the mouth. That's two. Three goes to the other nostril because that <laughs> one's cleaned out. Three eats. Oh goes God. back with the finger eat again for a fourth <laughs> without the pick. So we got four eats, three picks. <sighs> four eats, three picks from Tim Sullivan. This is also the guy that says that we can't play my old Kentucky home anymore. Why don't you focus on not picking your boogers on well, Zoom videos? What's well, even more impressive is that he was doing all of this and at the same time like going to war with Chris Mack. He so was. he was able to enjoy an all-you-can-eat booger buffet. The U of L fans are pretty funny. On the one hand, they're so sick of Mac, and they wanted to be like, "Yeah, this is a jerk answer." But on the other hand, they're so sick of Sullivan that they're, they're like, "Well, it is Sullivan, though. He deserves jerk answers." Well, and the thing was too is that's why I wasn't quick to be like, "Gosh, Chris Mack, he's the worst." Because Tim Sullivan, I, I would be irritated by some of his line of questioning too if I was some of these coaches. Um. He is such a – his delivery really makes you think he wants to be there. Oh, who? Sullivan. Uh, you know, when you're talking about motivating your team, do you? Can you? Well, I think we should probably just play this audio now that we're talking about it, and we can let the KRC listeners decide if Mac was mean or what the dealio is. Okay. See if I can find it. I'd like yep. to hear his original question too, um, but uh, that that was much much further along in the process. Let's see if I let's see if you can get that pulled up. Um, Which, by the way, I also found I found the Air Monarch picture, at least one of them. And in this one, the khakis are so baggy that you can't even see the logo, the Nike logo on the shoes. Those are too baggy. Of khakis. Very mid two thousands look. That is, that's good. Love that's... love that look. Just the baggiest pants possible. Um, almost as much as. Uh, all right, here, here's, here was well, the exchange question. yesterday. A little bit uh, depressed. <laughs> how so? Well, Matt, can't, can't, how reach you the, read them. can't reach the players, <laughs> don't know how to motivate them, that sort of thing. I don't believe I said I don't know how to motivate our players. Well, I'm paraphrasing. But I think you had, a, you had a quote about you don't, weren't sure how to motivate these guys. Is that correct or not? Um, you're the one attributing the quote. I mean, I would think you know the quote. Okay. Do you? The basic question is the tone that you set, and how conscious are you about that? Um, well, that's not a question. The tone you set, and how conscious are you about that? Here was Max. Do you have the other one pulled up? Uh, not yet. All right, Ma- he, so Mac. Is, so he's basically saying, "Hey, you said you can't motivate your guys after Pittsburgh," and Mac is just kind of jumping on him because he knows Sullivan doesn't know the full quote, and he is just being a jerk. He is being a jerk. And here was what Max said after the loss to Pittsburgh on Saturday. Extremely frustrating at this point, but that falls on deaf ears until we, uh, till I can figure out what motivates our group. Um, I don't see a lot changing. How conscious are you of setting a tone of optimism and that there's a solution out there when uh, some of your comments might read a little bit uh, depressed? How so? <laughs> I do love that. Like, t- everything about that audio is just depressing, and that ended up leading into the question. So, yeah. the initial one was his his answer. So he didn't say he couldn't motivate. Just find out what motivates. Yeah, he's got to find out. But what like, motivates. he kind of said that he couldn't motivate his team. Uh, the whole thing is un- 
I'm not motivated listening to that, just period. I Rouse. mean, Sullivan, Mac, Sullivan, Mac. It's just, uh, it's as boring as boring gets. Roush, you're right. That voice, my God. I oh, mean, yeah. if, if I wasn't so worried about him putting boogers on me at night, I would have him come <laughs> read me to sleep. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, he really should get out of journalism and get yeah. into audiobooks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. or like some sleep meditation. So I will say that that is obnoxious as that can be. Sometimes that Sullivan style is awesome for po- like it can elicit some good. Like sometimes you need to sound like a moron when you're asking questions to get people to actually say the quote. So like sometimes I'm like happy when I'm in a little scrum with Sully and he's it's like, oh, that, he got something. He pulled something good out of him. But when you have an irritated Chris Mack, like that is. Like Sullivan should be asking about that quote to say that things aren't going to change. That's pretty dire. Yeah, of course. And but it's true though. Things aren't going to change. Chris Mack knows it. He's got a terrible basketball team, and he's not. And it, a supposedly, very good coach. it's a very tumultuous, 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 tumultuous. There's no R. No. Tumur- tumultuous. <laughs> tumultuous. You can see why I went to speech therapy. Maybe I should have never left. <laughs> tumultuous. What was yesterday's word? Savagery. Savagery. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> the, the thing is, though, Justin, it's it's just one word of the day. You know? So, like, he's got, like, the calendar. All right, what word? Okay, we're good with savagery after one day. Now, savagery. Right? Yeah. Tumultuous. Mm. Close. Closer. Close. Close yeah. enough. Tumultuous. There we go. I think that was better. If I whisper it, nobody can hear it. <laughs> but supposedly there's people that aren't showing up to practice. Supposedly Matt Cross has just been like a big headache. That's that's the rumors. I don't know if it's true or not, obviously. Is Supposedly the Marshall one? No, he's the Miami one, which people in Miami were like were like are saying they're not surprised to hear that because that's part of the reason why he had left Miami. Jared West is the Marshall one. Supposedly he's a he's a good apple, uh, so they say. But yeah, supposedly the teams kind of so turn on each crisp. other. They don't like Mac, Mac's mad at them. Some players are like, why are you still giving these guys minutes? And we're not getting minutes. And, you know, J.J. Trainer's going to leave if Mac is back. J.J. Uh, Trainer's hardly played. Yeah, which I didn't get. Like, he was coming along at the end of last year. So And Louisville's offense just flat-out stinks. He's a guy yeah. that can score. He's a good stretch four. So Where's Pickleberry? I saw him the other day playing for someone. Pickleberry? Where did he go to? Oh, There was a game I was watching. He was playing. I was like, wow, okay. Was it Ooh. Notre Dame or – Howard, maybe LaSalle. Oh, okay, that's who I was. Watching. He's an explorer. Yeah. yeah, I think most importantly, he's uh, having he's averaging double digit points on the year. Pretty, LaSalle's a good team. Pretty good. Not really. Well, but. they're six and eight, so no, not that good. They're not good, but they've been good to me. <laughs> All of this awfulness, though, surrounding Louisville. My wife asked a really good question the other day. She said, "Why does why does Caleb still want to go to Louisville?" Caleb Glenn for mail. It's a great question. Why would he want to go to there? JJ Trainer might be the best player who's and he's just not playing. She's she grab him in the hallways and say, What are you what are you thinking? I'm a teacher, I gotta worry about your future. But there's there's him and then there's that other kid that you know, folks got ever goes back to school. Excited about. Uh I I forget his name, but I saw Louisville fans get very excited about a commitment about three weeks ago. He was like a high four star guy, like I don't know, fiftieth ish or something. Um but how can you recruit? See, Nick, that is a great question. If a kid's outside the city, I would understand them wanting to come to Louisville because they're not getting the inside source every day what's going on. Now, Caleb Glenn, that is a good question because he I lives guess, here. I, he knows what's going on with the program, has to hear it every yeah, single day. Like, seriously. what? Kind of agree with that, that it's 
It might I think even I'm, though think there's people, hometown pool, yeah. like there's just hometown obnoxiousness too. Just think how many people are like, "You're gonna go to that mess?" You, yeah. You, and then there's people that are probably like, "Well, you'll fix this," you know, just kind of. Wait till Caleb gets there. Boosting them up and being like, "You'll it'll be better once you're running." Probably like an uncle or a cousin or something. Yeah, yeah. But I I bet it's just it's it's nonstop conversation though. And when I was sixteen or seventeen, I just didn't want conversation. Uh, Really, especially with with adults. Really, with anybody, yeah. But especially not with strangers or adults. So that's just got to be an absolute nightmare. So make sure your wife participates, <laughs> gets in his ear. Uh, Trey Davis, Trey Davis's brother is committed. Frederick King, he's the like overseas guy, or oh yeah, yeah, that you know that nobody really knows much about. And then what, Kamari Lands, yeah, he that's picked, who it was. Kamari Lands, he, he got picked U of L over Arizona State. That actually was kind of a good commitment for them. Yeah, you, from you Arizona would have to wonder why. You'd have oh, to wonder why. Uh, I'm okay. I'm sorry that. My brain just did a 360, but I'm noticing he's from Arizona. And I think it's something that we never talked about because it was a busy weekend that weekend. But at the All-American game, there was a player there, one of the best players there. He had like a 65-yard touchdown run, really fast guy. His name was like Speedy something. Uh, Amar Speed? No, 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 different. His his first name was Speedy. Uh, That was his nickname. And... (laughs) I think he went to like my, he went to one of these private schools, and during his commitment, he he Louisville was once thought to be the leader, Scott and his thoughts, and he ends up committing to Arizona. And when asked why he picked Arizona, he's like, "Well, you know, I go to an all guys school with a bunch of dudes, and I just know when I go to Arizona that I'm going to be with a bunch of dudes. It's just me and the team." No, in Arizona. <laughs> no. Instagram model capital of the world? Wouldn't it be Arizona State? I mean, uh, I we're think splitting it is. hairs I think here. it is actually Arizona State, but I'm sure Arizona has some good talent as well. But we're, I mean, we're splitting hairs here. And he, he he would rather be with dudes than at Louisville. That that too. That was funny. It was very funny. And as soon as he uh, got his ceremony com- finished, he like the next play he went and he scored a 65-yard touchdown. Very funny stuff. It really must suck to – like oh well, I mean even Vandy got to commit at the All American game and Louisville got turned down. Good for Vandy. Yeah, that was the day they lost to South Carolina and just threw the ball to no one on the last play. Well, so you, that was their pick me up. Uval Athletics actually does have a pretty nice system going on right now because when the football team was sucking, folks had put in false hope in basketball. Now that the basketball team's sucking, they're getting excited about football again. You, they got well, the Notre Dame uh, coach; they were excited about that. They got that Central Arkansas transfer from the FCS, which is a big deal for them. Uh, so they got a strength coach from Georgia. They got a strength co- coach from Georgia. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. Deion Branch. Deion Branch came back. Yeah. So now they're 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 actually, I think Satterfield should go TP Max House and say thank you. You know how they do that little cute TP and stuff yeah, back and forth. Yeah, yeah. Go TP his house and be like, thanks for getting the the heat off me. Thanks for being a good distraction. Exactly. Yeah. And now folks are gonna. Be excited about football until the season starts, and then everybody will be back on like basketball and say, "Hey, you know what? It's going to be better." So they've got a nice little yin and yang going on there at the University of Louisville, just looking out for folks. And all in the meanwhile, Tim Sullivan still picking his nose. If he's doing that in a little ten-second clip on camera, think how often he's going to town on those booger. I'm shocked there's even a booger left in there. That's one thing that's clear. Uh, breathing easily. I will say though, Tim. I mean, 
People pick their noses. Mm. Most people blow them. I, yeah, I don't pick my nose. Really? I'll, I mean, I'll, like, if there's an, a, a booger hanging on, on edge, you know, I'll maybe, like... I guess technically a slight pick, but it's like more scrape. it's more of a scrape than a pick. Well, I I never do that. No, no, I okay. never do, okay. I never go like index finger well, up to eyeball. And that's the thing that's <laughs> shocking here is that I think a lot of people pick their nose, but a they'll do it in the privacy of like I don't know while they're like for me driving a car, I find myself like nervously plucking nose hairs out or something like that. I I pluck the nose hairs when I drive. Yeah, like but it's. You're not shoving a finger up like a three-year-old into the top of your nose, picking it. I mean, they, I guess these journalists just forget that everybody can see them. That's in the group. Like, it's, it's different. It's not what they're used to. I mean, would you? Would well, you what, would yeah, I'd be, actually respect Sullivan more if this if he just does that like during the in a like, crowd. So like yeah, normally we're in a media scrum and he's just picking his nose. Yeah, and, I would actually respect it more. Man, so bizarre. Well, we're not done talking U of L yet. We are going to head to a break. We're going to come back and transition the U of L talk slightly into ACC U of L talk because the ACC is a conference of cowards. Oh, that's what they are. Your buddy Dennis Farad had an article, oh, and these quotes are the most embarrassing thing I've seen since Tim Sullivan picked his nose. And I saw that video around 6 a.m. this morning. So we will be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call. It's game day, baby. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin Kalen will be back after this. John Deere On a hot summer night He wrote Billy Bob Love Charlene Letters three foot high And the whole town said The boy should have used red But it looked good to Charlene Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call This place is paradise Sure is, except for Randy Newman. Randy Newman? Yep. Just sits there all night and day, singing about what he sees. Fat man with his kids and dog Drove in through the morning fog Hey there, Rover. Come on over. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Papa Thornton's on your way into the office this morning. Get yourself some fresh fruit, maybe a breakfast burrito, or fresh donuts, hot, delicious coffee. Get you fueled up for your day at Thornton's. They're on every corner. It's not your normal. It's not your grandpa's gas station food. Okay, this is the real deal, and it's cheap, you'll feel good, and it's a good way to get your day started. Hump day. Going to be a long day. Late night tip, 8.30. I think this is hey, going better, to be... Better than nine. Yeah, yeah, but I, I do still think that it will be the latest game of the year. I don't think we have any other late ones, so... Uh, no, there there are, I think, like two more nine o'clock games. Why do I think this was the only one? Mm. You're... You're a dreamer. Maybe I'm just being optimistic. You're, you're, you're always a dreamer. That would be really weird if this was the latest game. I think they play LSU at 9 at home. I mean, two games from now. They, they play Mississippi State at 9 next and, Tuesday. And, yeah. 
But they have another Wednesday game as well, which I'm not crazy about the Wednesdays. They may have two more Wednesday games, as a matter of fact, but they at least have one. Eight, no, we only have one 9 p.m., and we have an 8 p.m. at Alabama. So, okay. yeah, it's not too bad. Um, and then, you know, NCAA tournament things can get wonky. But uh, for the most part, this is one of the few that you're going to need that extra cup of coffee from Thornton's today. But, hey, it should still be a good one. Um, I'm excited for this game. I got a... I did something the other day, TJ. We're we're making a photo album kind of deal, uh, and so all right, Brooks. Like, send me send me your pictures from this year. You know, I, we need we need to have a good. What, what's on your phone? So I started scrolling through, and it was that 2018 season. So I I was seeing a lot of old pictures from me on the road from that Kentucky football team. Kind of wild, like, oh yeah, I was just on the field when Kentucky was in a top 25 matchup against Texas A&M, and they went to overtime and just, you know, had a chance to win. Like, that, that just it's just crazy to think that. Should have won if the offense just didn't play so uh, freaking terribly. Maybe Terry's worst game ever. It was bad. It was like the you, – you're, I was just kind of hoping, like, hey, man, he went down to the swamp and played really well. Maybe, like, this big atmosphere, he'll do some nice things. No, no. No, no didn't. The defense, probably one of their better performances. Really. Yeah, they were awesome. They were on Really, fire. the only thing the offense did, they did a pitch pass to Lynn Bowden. I think that was the only touchdown of the day. And I was outside, um, so I missed that play. We were at a bar. Came. Mm. It was a fun day, though. Fun day, despite the outside game. Outside, ripping a heater. Well, I don't don't probably <laughs> ripping something, but <laughs> nice big old fart. Uh, but, uh, uh, by the way, Kentucky plays Mississippi State at nine o'clock. They play Tennessee at nine o'clock, and they play LSU at nine o'clock. So I, I just sometimes I wonder about you, buddy. Sometimes yeah. I wonder. Maybe when I pulled up the Google schedule, it didn't scroll far enough down. That's weird. Man, what's wrong with me? It's game Gosh. day, Roush. Get it together. You want to talk about something that I'm going to hate? It's just I'm going to be steaming mad at like 1130 at night when there's 75 fouls called in that game in Knoxville. I'm just going to, I'm going to, be, I'm going to be so mad. I oh, just already yeah, know it's going it. to be horrible. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, it will be. The stuff we put each other through to watch these Kentucky basketball games. Hey, uh, see college game day is going to be at the Kansas game? That show doesn't need to be anywhere. Just do it in studio. I I don't care. I, I don't care. Whatever. Cool. I'm already. I'm just. I, I I just hate watching Kentucky basketball on the road because the whistle is so unbearable. And it brought me back to th- looking at the Kansas, watching the Kansas Oklahoma game last night, and Kansas gets a favorable whistle because John Higgins is on the call. And they're on the road, so they're not even at home getting that favorable whistle. And it, and then Larry Glover said Kansas is going to shoot 35 free throws against Kentucky. And it just reminded me that they actually shot 47 free throws the last time Kentucky played in Lawrence. 47 free throws. Compared to UK's 22. That's a, insane. It's just also, wild. I mean, I got super worked up over the Duke-Kentucky free throw discrepancy to start this season. And that one was just... That was a dream compared to last time UK went to Lawrence, and Kentucky should have won. 25 free throw yeah. discrepancy. Tyler Eulis dribbled the ball off his foot, one of the like his only turnovers in his UK career. Seriously, the and only bad play overtime. he's ever made. And then it went to overtime, and Kentucky lost. But Yeah, so that's the thing that I still am working on as a human is just like understanding that UK is going to get bad calls against them tonight. They'll get bad calls against them on Saturday at Auburn, and they certainly will get bad calls against them the following weekend at Kansas. Those things are going to happen. I just need to still try to find ways to enjoy the game despite all that. And I tell myself that, and then the game starts, and then there's just uh, 
good officiating for 10 minutes, and then all of a sudden they'll start calling like hand checks 70 feet away from the basket. And you, See, and I and I just I can't seem to overcome that th- yet. Th- that's the the part that um, the inconsistency. I mean, it's inconsistency. The way and, one half is called versus another, and like, hey, nobody wants to sit here and watch a free throw shooting contest ever. You know, I mean, and I know there's people listening. Well, then why don't you teach them not to foul? Stop. No. Yeah. Stop. It's it, it's very wildly true. wildly inconsistent the but, way college basketball is officiated even within even within TV timeout stretches you'll have like a 8 minute stretch where it's called one way and then all of a sudden the next 4 minutes it's a foul fest one team all of a sudden has six fouls the other one has one oh what do you know they they tie up at 8 or, one team starts fouling a ton more it's just not realistic or they'll to, call every hand check and then if there's a bunch of contact near the rim they just let it play you know like that that stuff oh, yeah. that stuff kills me but i do think that uh, I'm at least optimistic that Saturday, when you've got this big top 25 matchup, top t- I guess the UK's about 12th right now Yes, in the polls, um, I'm hopeful that the refs will kind of take a step back and let Bruce Pearl do all of his screaming just they, they won't. in general. Yeah, they won't. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. And you're right that sometimes in like these – if you get a if you get a good crew, they don't get too worked up with the crowd. Maybe you can get it, but it just seems few and far between. And yes, Kentucky gets a favorable whistle at Rupp. I, there was times during the Tennessee game where I was mad at the officials for fouls they called on Tennessee because just like let them play. Nobody wants to have yeah. uh, two seconds of basketball whistle, four seconds of basketball whistle. It's just not entertaining. It's not fun. Uh, is you know, am I brave for doing that? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. I think that's fair to say. Yes, it's fair to say. Um, and I think it's fair to say that it's going to be a great atmosphere. That is one thing I do like about when Kentucky goes on the road. There's a very us-against-the-world mentality, and some teams thrive on it. Um, we have saw that this team, it took them a little while to get rolling, but it appears that that Notre Dame loss on the road really would a fire on other keisters. And I, I think, you know, yes, they won at Vandy, but it was, it's at Vandy. This is uh this will be a nice test. It's a free T-shirt night. Um, uh, big big surprise there. They're giving out uh white T-shirts to all their fans at Reed Arena. Um, and it's also we got ourselves a good old fashioned homecoming game. Uh, what? I didn't know this, but Severe Wheeler, like homecoming, Severe Wheeler's oh, coming home. Okay. He's from Houston. He was committed to A and M for basically his entire college ba- high school basketball career. He committed as a sophomore to Billy Kennedy. Stuck around, signed his letter of intent. Kennedy gets fired after the season. They release his LOI, and he's like, yeah, suck it, Buzz Williams. I'm going to go play for Tom Crean. Decision he might have regretted. Um, but he <laughs> hey, ends up. Hey, you know what? If he didn't do that, he probably wouldn't be at Kentucky. Exactly, exactly. But uh, he, he's actually played this game before. He's played at A&M. He was there as a true freshman. Had seven assists, nine points, and like five rebounds, I think. So, like, that's a pretty solid stat line for a true freshman. Uh, but I did I did go through, TJ, some of these old homecoming games where players are going against their home state school. Oh, is this an article on KSR we should be expecting this afternoon? It came out yesterday, actually. Oh, um, oops. But, well, and I didn't really pimp out the uh, – that's when Duke got home, so I wasn't pimping it out as much as I probably should have. But yeah, there, Pimp that out. I, I feel like that – I didn't make like a chart to do all the averages and actually go by the numbers. But for the most part – it's either Kentucky wins, the player kicks ass. Kentucky wins, and the player's just meh. Or it's just a disaster. Like, there's not a whole lot of in-between. Um, if you recall, 
the Harrison twins and Julius Randle when they went to Texas, that Baylor game. No, oh, that was a disaster. That was awful. And it was bad weather in Texas. It was bad weather in Kentucky that day. It was an ice storm. The yeah. women's team went to like 17 overtimes, and so the game didn't start for yeah. forever. Didn't took forever. The, the women won. I uh, I when they used to beat good teams. That was uh, I think I was at a going to a date party that night, and I let my date and all them leave the pregame so I could finish watching the game because it was just it, and it took forever. I was Stephen. I like the jerseys Kentucky wore that game. You remember they had like the silver. Lettering and numbering, and it was kind of like a fun, funky blue. No, oh, well, that's why we never saw them again. How in the world can you remember what jerseys they wore? Because they never like change them up. They don't. Cal's very superstitious. He's not a big alternate. I've got the memory of an elephant. It's insane. Yeah. Um, and even in that, even in the point where he always hits a game in the final four, Aaron Harrison only had eight points that game. Uh, I don't. Andrew never had double figures in the state of Texas. Like these are cool. Julius Randall never had a those, double double in the state. Of Texas. Those look good. Those jerseys. Not the best picture quality, but that's a that's a good look. It's yeah, a good look. It's I all agree. blue. I mean, it's yeah. just blue from head to toe. I loved I'm, them. I'm hopeful that we do. It, it would be nice to get the career like Ashton Hagens would just play with his hair on fire against Georgia. He had 23 points against him twice. Uh, only scored over that one time in his career, and it was against like Utah Valley or something. Had four steals in every single game he played against them. He was incredible. Whenever he played against Georgia, It'd shout be nice out to if we Ashton Hagens for almost having a quadruple double in the G League. Yeah, good for him. Pretty awesome. I yeah. also saw that he said he lost his keys while on a flight. No, that's not good. No. Sometimes I really worry that, like, when I'm doing an appraisal, I'll lose my wallet and I won't know like which house it was or something oh, like that. Yeah, that'd be it's, stressful. But losing keys, at a, uh, yeah, that'd be horrible. Because you don't need them until you need them. Oh yeah. So who knows? And you can't even like ping it. You know, one mm-hmm. of, an iPhone situation, if you lose that, or an iPad, that would be terrifying. Really would be the worst. Yeah. They have know. these things you can put on your keys to ping it. I know. I think my dad got my mom one of those. I think my dad used to have those way back in the day, but he ended up losing whatever yeah. it was that you'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> then you got to keep track of uh, the pinger. Yep. All right. Text into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. So... We're not getting college football playoff expansion anytime soon, and the ACC is to blame. Yes. Which, by the way, suck at ACC for, oh, everything's going great, everything's going great, and then once it falls through, then they're like, actually, we think it's stupid to expand the playoff. Jim Phillips, the ACC commissioner, met with his coaches, and every coach was against it. BS. Yeah. BS. Yeah. And I don't doubt that some of them were, and I don't doubt that Dabo it eventually was, was the, the majority. And so, like, they were just like, okay, well, we got to be uniform in this. It's not going to be a good look for a conference that's kind of worried about falling apart as is if we have people that are kind of going at it in here. So I'm you, sure they just basically – You've got to look like you're in unison, that you're unified as one together. Which is dumb because if you're if you're U of L, it is in no way your best in your best interest for the playoff not to expand. If you're Pittsburgh – it is in no way in your best interest for the playoff not to expand. If you're NC State, if you're every team really but Clemson, and even if you're Clemson, you should want it to expand. It, it is nonsensical that they that their their rationale. All right, so um, well, that's because well, none of them ever get to the playoff, so it doesn't matter. Well, but that's what that's the point is. That's why you should expand it so you can get to the playoff. Um, but they don't care because. Clemson's their cash cow, and they'll do whatever Dabo says. Dabo, uh, he thinks things are the devil. He's basically Bobby Boucher's mom. Yeah, they just got their first transfer. Yeah. Their first, like, 
nil error transfer, and it was a player that was one time already at Clemson. Yeah, so he made an exception. So. What a dork. Dabo, you're a loser. Punt that dude to the sun. God, I can't stand him. Uh, Dave Clawson at Wake Forest is really mad that he's not sure how they're ro- he's going to be able to fill out a football roster. Our rosters are getting thinner and thinner. We have less control over them, and the NCAA isn't giving us any relief. That's funny, because I, I do remember... Yeah, well, I'm sure Dave Clawson probably wasn't for it, but uh, you're already getting people that aren't happy with the transfer rules. They 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 don't they oh, they don't want to be able to adjust. It's you, too tough. You, you know why Dave Clawson might be mad about that? Because his running back went to Michigan State and led the nation in rushing yards this year. What they've done is a great job of opening up the outflow valve. But they haven't helped us at all with the inflow valve. Oh, because your Wake Forest football is why the, the inflow valve. It's because the inflow valve for Wake Forest football isn't good. You're not enticing. People don't want to play for you. Okay, that's why. Uh, Dabo Sweeney said, "To be honest with you, I don't think there's 12 teams good enough to compete for a national championship this year." Oh, Great point, Dabo. Look. Let's get the NCAA tournament back down to just eight teams, like it was in 1950. Dabo, there's never 12. There never will be in the history. It's not a. No, no, no. Let's just bring the NCAA tournament back down. NFL playoffs should just go to four, I think. BCS. Bring back the BCS. We don't even need a playoff. It's just every one of these dumb-ass comments, sorry, pardon my French, can just be easily responded to with logic and reason. Okay, so let's continue. Clawson uh, goes on to say, I'm just reading these quotes in the Dennis Fraud article, we want... We all went to our teams, and you'd think the kids at Wake Forest would want to be expanded. They were like, Coach, how many games do we have to play? Nobody, Shut up. Nobody, nobody said, said that. that. that nobody you, said that. You know you know what this reminds me of? It's like when people, parents, will have tweets like, I asked my son about, and they'll have like some like profound statement about the world, and you're like, no, you, you made that up. Your kid did not say totally. that. Totally. And this, this is this exactly is, what Clawson's doing exactly. with that. Because you know why kids aren't saying that? Because I would guess that probably anywhere from 95 to 98% of Power 5 D1 football players at least have a remote dream of the NFL. Mm-hmm. They at least think, you know what, if I'm at this level and I keep working hard, why you see it all the time with players that weren't five-star recruits. Why can't I do it? I'm already at a Power 5 level. I'm in a good spot. They dream of playing the NFL. Are any of those players in the NFL going to say, oh my gosh, I have to play potentially 21 football games to win a Super Bowl? What? No way. Not me. No thank you. I don't want to do it. I'm going to I'm going to go be an accountant. No, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. And it wouldn't happen at this level too because you don't have 18-year-olds saying you have an 18-year-old if you told them, "Hey, you want to compete for a national championship?" Gee, uh, golly, do yeah. I? You may have to play two extra games. Ah, two. <laughs> It's it's just absolutely outlandish. Well, it, and It'd be the other way around. I would imagine kids are like, hell yeah, I would, more football, please. More, more meaningful football games? Exactly. I mean, you and think, also, like, Wake Forest, come on, we, it's not going to matter for you. Within our within these players' lifetimes, they added one FCS game a year to the schedule. They played 11 games up until, like, 2000, 2001, 2002, and then they started making it a regular thing where you're playing 12 games in a regular season. Then they added conference championships in what? Around 2010-ish or something where everybody's playing them. I know the SEC's was a long time ago. But, like, not everybody had a conference championship game until the last 20 or so years. And now you added one playoff to where that's two games. So what's wrong with adding one more? (laughs) 
Right? Uh, am, I, am I doing the math wrong? Or would it be, I guess it would be two more games if you did a 12-team playoff. If they're the last seed out. But how many times are one of the teams playing in the first round actually going to make it to the finals? Probably rarely. Very rarely. Yeah. But but it, I guess theoretically it could happen. And But, again, you're, you're talking about, like, 3% of college football teams that are going to have to deal with this. And I promise you, Dave Clawson, it's never going to be you, pal. All yeah. right? Uh, Pat Narduzzi, I think, makes the 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 best argument of these quotes. Most cogent. Nobody sees the injury reports we see. Nobody knows how these kids walk onto the field for a 13th or 14th game and how their bodies truly feel. If we're going to do this, go to 12 teams, how about we go from 85 scholarships to 90? First off, Yes. I'm okay with that. Yes. Give more people an opportunity. Uh, my wife, you know, you brought up your wife earlier. She was like, hey, with all these people making nil, shouldn't they pay for their own scholarships? And I was like, you know, it's not a bad idea. She was like, aren't there walk-ons that are still having – she saw a video of a walk-on getting a scholarship. And she was like, is there somebody on the team that is maybe – I forget what team it was. She was like, that's probably making Ohio nil State. money. And maybe it was. And I was like, yeah, I guarantee that there are. He was like, couldn't they just pay for – like, why is anybody having to pay for their own college if they're in athletics anymore? And there's some truth to that. But if you want to go from 85 to 90 and give more people free college, hell yeah, I'm all for yeah. that. And secondly, it will it will widen the gap, though, between the Alabamas of the world and everybody else. The more scholarships, the wider that gap's going to get. Just so folks know, some people would say, well, who cares? It's already so wide. Why not? I'm fine with that. Well, and I- but that's at least a – a point that's like, okay, more games probably does mean more people are going to get hurt. That being said, easy solution. Let's take away a regular season game then. Let's play 11 regular season games. Yeah, fine with me. Okay, if that's what we got to do to make everybody or happy. Or get rid of conference championship games. Or get rid of conference Con- championship no, conference games. Conference championship games stink. Well, nah, we, like we, we had Oklahoma State. That they played a good one this year, but for the most part, uh, you know, Alabama-Georgia was a surprise, but it was a highly anticipated game. For the most part, they're blowouts, though. They're not good football games to watch, uh, and uh, it's really just for the conference to make money. They'll never get rid of those, though, because that's losing their grip on guaranteed money. And that's the problem with all of this, TJ, is you do have to follow the money. And It is. This is just a, a – this ACC is basically trying to hold college football hostage to get better they're like, TV we, deals. In, that's which, exactly which what's Which they going need – which – Hey, why don't you be better negotiators instead of losing out to a freaking RSN? Like, it's it's sickening how terrible they are at their jobs in the Atlantic Coast Conference. They're like, you know what? Badabo's going to the playoff, so we've got enough money to kind of sort of keep up. So, you know what? We'll stay in the 90s. A few more just stupid quotes to get you all, all frustrated. All the ACC coaches sat together on a Zoom call, Narduzzi said. We're all unanimous in this decision. We want to do it, but we want to do it at the right time, and we hope that's sooner than later. Shut up. It's not that we want to be the bad guys, but until we make this game better and get it back to where there's some control, we can't support expansion. So coaches or ACC coaches are mad that players aren't wanting to play in the ACC. That's what they're mad about. Yeah. They're mad that they they're mad about the transfer rule, which suck it up. Seriously, suck it up. Imagine if college basketball teams in the 80s were like, "Ah, we no three-point line." It's gonna, it's gonna, are you kidding me? We'll have to change everything. Well, the way we coach, I've been coaching for 40 years and now I'm gonna have to teach a three point hoop. I didn't know Denny Crumb was on the show. <laughs> but, no. but imagine if, the, imagine if you just think like you all are idiots. And guess what? The playoffs gonna expand, ACC. And because of you all, everybody's gonna lose. Everybody, the fans are gonna lose. 
teams are going to lose. In ACC, you all are, would be the, benis, the biggest benefactor of an expanded playoff. Guess what? Pitt would have gotten in yep. in a 12-team playoff this year. How huge would that be for Pittsburgh football if they are in the college football playoffs? You know, uh, ACC keeps staying out in the cold. I, I hope the ACC doesn't get anybody in the four-team playoffs until they expand. And honestly, I'll go as far as saying if I'm SEC, the Big Ten is one that's being quiet. They're not really saying one thing or another. People are assuming that they're in. But the Pac-12, the Big 12, and the SEC have basically come out and said we're all for it. Stop scheduling ACC teams. Oh, yeah. Seriously, stop that. scheduling yeah, ACC teams, that. and let's see what they want about then. South Carolina, don't play Clemson. Kentucky, stop playing Louisville. Florida, stop playing Florida State. Stop giving them their biggest games, at least from an attendance standpoint. Maybe not so much for Clemson. They get to play Notre Dame from time to time. Stop playing ACC teams. If they want to act like children, then take away your ball and say we're not playing you all until you want to expand. Expanding is good for college football. It's good for fans, and it'll help grow the sport even more. You know how I noticed wasn't in Dumb. this article, Mac Brown. You know why? Because the oldest man coaching in your conference is better at adjusting than you are. Yo, farts. Let's come up with a model that student athletes feel that their health and welfare and safety have been considered. Give us way to manage a roster. Look at the historical limitations on scholarships. We have less scholarships and more games now, more ways than the kid and more ways that the kids can leave. I love that he starts by talking about let's let's look out for the student athletes, but let's make sure that they can't leave when they want. You're so disingenuous, <laughs> and, and, Dave Clawson. And, and you know what the worst part of this all is, TJ, is that the transfer portal's been around what, a year? We don't know what its impact is. We have no idea. There's been like one, and you two can transfer once. You can transfer yeah, once. That's what I mean. Like p- players, the massive outflux or whatever you want to call it, the wave out. People eventually are going to start realizing, like, eh, grass ain't always greener. Sure, and, and and like things are going to start slowing down. Like it's, I, I know that sounds silly to say now when there's more transfers in the portal than ever before or whatever, but. We have yet to see this play out over a, a student-athlete's five-year career. Because let's just be honest, they're all five-year players now. They're red-shirting at least once. Four or five-year careers. You have to let it play out to see if there's any sort of negative consequences. And if you're mad about it, like, you know what, ACC, yes, some of your players are leaving and going to better schools, but some of those players from the good schools, they've got to find somewhere to go to. So just, just take them – you know, take them with arms wide open. Pat Norduzzi, who maybe had the most sensible of the quotes, which still wasn't good, comes back and finishes it up with just one of the worst. Uh, any coach that says they're in favor of a 12-team college football doesn't care about college football. <laughs> For what it's worth, I'm not a huge guy on the 12-teamer. How come? I would much rather just see eight. Well, I, I just think it's more controlled. You're you're gonna have better games. I disagree. But you'll still get yeah. those games. It just may be around yeah. later. Yeah, it's like the wild card weekend. You just see them in the divisional round. I I don't know. For me, it's just like let's. What's the next natural step? We came to four. The next natural step is eight. And then if eight goes well, then to me you start looking at maybe twelve, sixteen, whatever, what yeah, have you. Okay, no, but I Justin, I want to do is, that. I in think my twelve lifetime, is a though. great number. I just think 12 is a good number. Some teams are going to get some buys, and then you're going to get some on-campus games for teams that 
are they national title? Are they well? They are technically national title contenders if they'd be in the playoffs. But are they realistic threats to win it all? No. But it can be so huge for that program just to be in that spot. And I think you need to, as it turns more and more to the haves and the have-nots of college football, bring in more. Bring in more haves. Make teams feel like they're more. They have a chance that they're in the they're at the big kids table right now at four. And it was the same way with the BCS. It was such an exclusive club that you could count on 95% of college football knowing that they, they're not even going to get a meal ticket. If you do it at 12 and you have a special year and you bring it could be it, it could be any power five team, and it could be a lot of group of five teams where if you bring back the right pieces, you can even afford a loss, you could even afford maybe two losses, and you could still be on the biggest stage having all the eyeballs on you, and it can be completely and totally program changing. What's funny? And guess what? The very next year could be somebody completely different. It's just not. It's, it's nonsensical. ACC cow, a cowards conference. What's funny is that I think the best argument for not expanding the playoff is that you have the best regular season in sports, and it might take away from that. Like I, th- I think that's the the best argument you have is, uh, well, each week is a playoff, but like to go to these, the players they don't want to do it. It's like no, that uh, saying that you went on a coaches conference and they were unanimous. Do you think politicians just show up to the vote and they don't know what every other person's going to do? That's not how this works. You talk to other people, you figure it out, and if you know that you're going to be the odd man out, then you you get on board because you don't want to mess with anything. The ACC is clearly just trying to strong arm the rest of college football. Do this and we'll do this. You do this and we'll do this. And And it's embarrassing. And you know what it's a response to? The SEC getting Texas and Oklahoma. So here's what I want. I want Greg Sankey to single-handedly strong-arm the rest of college football in a 12-team expansion by just saying, okay, you're going to do this? Well, then we're going to take all of your good teams, and we're just going to have an SEC playoff. And the Big 12 and the Pac-12 and most likely the Big 10 are on board with it. So, I, yeah, go make that Clemson, offer to Florida Clemson State. and Florida State right yeah. now and just go kill the ACC. Yeah. Oh, Why not? Then, you, then you're basically uh, Big East again? With well, like then, yeah, and then we'll let the Power 5s or we'll let the Power 4s determine if we're having a college football playoff expansion. And ACC, you can hope for that group of 5 bid or group of 6 now. Yeah. I totally agree with you. Get Suck at ACC. Let's go to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk hoops. UK goes on the road, takes on an underrated Texas A&M team. We've got an hour to talk about it. we got a lot of text on the Thornton's text line. We'll get to 502-414-1450. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call. Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Yesterday was Taco Tuesday. I found myself at Salsaritas. No, no, One of those no. times where I'm there like right when they're opening. 
Oh no, what's wrong? I I can't get hungry, so um, I'm. Roush is plugging I his wait ears in, in until the after the show, so please don't talk about the delicious guacamole. Oh, I got a big old taco salad, but oh. I got double meat. I got steak, double and meat, oh, chicken. Man. Got steak and chicken because I was hungry. I hadn't Did you had get breakfast. The fajita vegetables too. Uh, I'm not a fajita vegetable. Oh, okay, guy, okay. I'm a big fajita. But I got it loaded with lettuce, nice healthy greens, and then of course got it dumped with You're hot so salsa man. that made it just nice and spicy. Delicious, delicious. You know, you put it all in your mouth. You let the flavors all meet in there, and it just creates this explosion of flavor. Just that you stop. I had the wildly addictive chips, and oh. had a little extra hot salsa on the side. And then the blue Powerade was really what capped it off. It was working. The machine was working. It's back, it's back baby, and it is phenomenal. Do so they, good. Do they open at ten thirty or eleven? Since you're there, right on top. They yesterday was eleven. Do okay. they say ten thirty? I don't know, but a lot of restaurants will open at ten thirty. I would like to. There are days where I want to get salsarias before work, but I always work at yeah, it's eleven. A, it's, it's eleven. I, I didn't want to put. I didn't want if it was ten thirty. I didn't want to put them on blast for maybe opening a little late yesterday. But <laughs> no, it's eleven. They open at eleven because I got there at eleven. Justin, just be late to work, okay? Yeah. So Trevor. That's my two options: either be late to work or go on my break, which. Is not so well, you get the drive through though, out in Middletown. That's true. Middletown has a drive through off I'll, Shelbyville Road. I think I'll go today. I'm reading this new Kentucky book. Very fat. I'm going to start probably bringing it in and just read. It's just like fun facts about Kentucky. Oh, I like fun facts. You know, Middletown got its name because it's supposedly... In the middle of middle Shelbyville. Of, in Louisville. Louisville. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of places in Kentucky that are like named Center or Middle or yeah. something like that, and it's because they're... They're halfway between two two locations. I did not know that. So Which Middletown, because you're in the middle of Shelbyville, and and oh, and the book talks about just all the different cities that aren't in the counties that you think they'd be in, like oh. Hopkinsville, not in Hopkins County. They should have right, right. they should have called it Middleville instead of Middletown. <laughs> it's in the middle of two villes. That's, that's good, true. That's a good that's point. A very good point. I propose we change it to Middleville today. Justin Kalen's Middleville. I like it. Pretty sure that's there's a Middletown that's the exact same case for Cincinnati and Dayton. Oh yeah, 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 or Centerville. I uh, you know, oh, they're they're talking about all the fun names like how you know Possum Trot got its name. It was supposedly because two hunters were like, well, if we don't see any possums soon, they're just gonna trot on out of town or something like that. <laughs> Monkey's eyebrow. Ooh, Supposedly because the brush around the city. Oh yeah, the names of Kentucky places. That's they great. talk about how Kentuckians Original. will emphasize the first syllable of like Fayetteville when really it's Lafayette. You know, in French, they put the emphasis on the back end, right. but in Kentucky, that's the front end. Uh, Fayette. Yeah. yeah there, so there, there were several Fayette? other ones, um, which, you know, now off the top of my sure, head. Sure, like Versailles or Athens. Hey, I meant to tell Athens you. Was a- another Athens one, is yeah. the big one. I meant to tell you, TJ, I really enjoyed that Moonlight School story you posted. Oh, you got to follow that account on Facebook. Yeah. That was uh, good. Sam Terry's History. I don't know who that guy is, but love his post. He does one every morning, generally around 5 or 6 a.m., and it's super fascinating. The one he had the other day was, uh, well, the one he has today, let's see. That was the one yesterday. I didn't read that one from yesterday. I'll get to that one. It's funny, it just literally popped up on my Facebook. Yeah, the one he had that I, I had to share with everybody because I had no idea was about Cora Wilson, Wilson Stewart. She was a Kentucky educator, and her goal was to emanci- emancipate from illiteracy, those enslaved by its bondage. She can she conceived the first moonlight school in 1911, and it was just in rural Kentucky. If the moon was bright enough where people, adults, could safely walk to the schoolhouse, she would teach them how to read and write, and that was in Rowan County. 
Uh, eventually got to 1,600 students. Eventually got to 40,000 adults she taught to read and write, and then eventually worked her way to becoming the uh, something on a federal level of like education and whatnot, which is pretty cool. Uh, she was the chairperson of President Herbert Hoover's Commission on Illiteracy in 1920. The same year, the 19th Amendment. So pretty cool. Fun. There's a lot of cool history about Kentucky. We live in a very, very cool state. Yeah, the coolest one might even say. Not perfect by any means, but cool. A lot of good folks have done a lot of cool things in this state, including us doing a radio show technically in southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. About the Kentucky Wildcats, for the most part. That's I'm what pumped. like to talk about. Yeah, last things last. Salsaritas, download the app. It's going to save you some money. Uh, I had $10 off my meal yesterday. I just don't get it. I don't. I, I think I've got a broken system. I don't know what it was. I had $10 off my meal yesterday. How much money do you spend there on a month? Not very much. I try to go to Salsaritas <laughs> once a week, and you're right. It seems like I'm always saving anywhere from 2 to $10 each time I go you're there. You're getting like four or five meals from Salsaritas a month, and you're spending <laughs> like $7. You can do that as well. Uh, if you download the app, it's that easy. Okay, text on into the Thornton Sex Line, 502-414-1450. I don't think Texas A&M is going to be an eight or nine seed come March. I think if they get in the tournament, they'll be probably knocking on the door of one of the last teams in. But Roush, this kind of reminds me of like Kentucky as a one seed playing an eight or nine team. You got to, they're good. Texas A&M is good. They're talented. With it being on a road game, I think makes it ring true even more so. If, I've got some issues with this UK team. I don't think they're the best team guarding the perimeter. I think it's mostly discipline. I don't think it's a very great John Calipari defensive team altogether. You don't have a rim protector. You don't have a, a you don't, you know, shot blocking isn't a strength of this team. And then I think you the guys that you have to play because they're so good offensively, I think are kind of ho-hum average defenders for the most part. Especially, like you said, on the perimeter between Mitz and Washington. Like they – they are at least smart defenders, but they aren't. They'll get out of place. Yeah. And they'll yeah. cheat over, and they're not the most disciplined defenders ever. I don't think Grady, I think his footwork defensively is a little step behind. Not that he's, again, not that any of these people are bad defenders. I just don't think they're kind of John Calipari quality but, level defenders. Now, Wheeler and Toppin are good defenders, but Toppin refuses to take open shots, so he gets tougher to play offensively. And Wheeler obviously isn't a great shooter either, but he is very good defensively. you got to guard these guys on the perimeter. Far too often in that Tennessee game, it ended up being a blowout and it didn't matter. UK, and they've done it all season, where they just help off, they leave somebody open on the perimeter because they're hedging over on a screen or they're they're wanting to make sure that the guard doesn't attack the rim, so they're trying to make it a little bit more crowded for him. And they leave these dudes open on the perimeter. You cannot do that tonight against Texas A&M. I'm... Texas A&M is going to hit several threes. I think you got to keep them under. I think you got to keep them under eight. Eight's the number. If it's under eight, I bet Kentucky wins. If it's over eight, I bet Texas A&M probably going to win. You got to guard the perimeter. They're not very good inside, so force them in. And if they score over top of you, so be it. If they if they beat you off the dribble and they make a good pass and and Oscar has to kind of pick whether he guards the guard or stays with the big, so be it. You can live with that. You can't live with a barrage of three point shots that's a that's a way to get upset so guard the perimeter that's how Kentucky wins the game tonight I, I feel like I keep doing this Roush where I, we're, we're talking about games and we're talking about what's the most important part and I keep bringing up that I think the guards are going to win or lose it for UK tonight that may just be how it is all season tonight I'm looking at it more from a defensive standpoint stay disciplined 
Stay out on the perimeter. If you give Texas A&M open threes, they're going to make you pay. A&M has six guys that shoot over 34% from behind the arc. Which 34% is solid. The seventh is 33.3%. So, that's, I mean, that's, you know, that's I mean, wild. So it's all across the board. If they beat you off the dribble and they get inside, so be it. You cannot let well, them get comfortable in their home I, gym from, from the perimeter. And I think what's made Kentucky, let's see what they're ranked here in Kempom defensive efficiency. It's pretty good. Uh, they're, they're just outside of the top 25 in defensive efficiency. And I think a lot of it is because they don't give up second chance points. They rebound really well. And even though they don't have a shot blocker at the rim, nothing really comes easily. Uh, Oscar, one of his underrated skills is his ability to contest and jump straight up and down and not – he could be in a lot worse foul trouble in some of these games, but he goes straight up and down, and it makes it tough I've on the been officials. An, I, I've been impressed with his ability to defend. Just smart, make the shot smart. difficult. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. play. He, he's playing smart now. Again, it only takes one simple mistake to have a, du- a stupid foul, and or, he's had some stupid fouls. I'm just saying, or a dumb mo- ref, a stupid ref. Well, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, there's you, plenty you, of those. You can't out help there. that, and I think that's part of the cautious with him. And another thing, you know, while I'm just kind of nitpicking because I, I I think very highly of this team. I think they can win a national championship. You kind of have to nitpick if it's going to be a tough game on the road. But one thing I wish Calipari would do, when Oscar gets his first foul, sit him. Sit him till you know, instead of waiting till he gets his second, sit him for four minutes with one foul or five minutes for one. Sit him for really as long as maybe you can. But the only issue is, Roush, this team's not a good rebounding team without him. Not like that they're just okay. They're not a very good rebounding team without him. You have guys that will – will rebound their area instead of what Oscar does, which is go after the rebounds. Oscar is a freak. I'm not, you know, you can't really ask people to to be like him on the glass. But he will, he knows, one, kind of where the percentage of balls are going to come off for him. So he's already ahead of the game in that. And then he goes after it. And you mix a 200, or a six foot eight, 245 pound dude who's who's flying and soaring towards rebounds. Well, he's going to go get them. The issue with Brooks, and Brooks is – we've seen him be aggressive, but – He's been better on the glass this year. Yeah, it's, it's, I wish it was more, more I wish it was more consistent. But people like Brooks and Toppin and even Ware, they box out their guys and hope that the ball comes to them. They won't go after the ball so much, except when Brooks is playing aggressive. And then it looks like when Brooks plays aggressive, he plays above the rim. It's fun to watch. He's really – him and Toppin are the only players that really can do that on this Kentucky team for the most part. But that's aggressive Keon Brooks. I'd love to see him make an appearance in College Station tonight. But those are my keys to the game. Those are my thoughts on tonight's game. Defense is going to win it. Discipline defense from the perimeter is especially going to win it. I think the guards will do enough offensively to look solid. You shouldn't let this Texas A&M team really put the clamps on you. Now – if you have a terrible shooting night, Roush, what can you do about that? You know, that's that's not out of the realm of possibility. But I think UK's just got too many good shooters as is to have that happen. So there it is. Defense is going to win it on the road. Oh, love to hear it. Um, and, you know, I think that probably flips almost when Kentucky plays Auburn on Saturday, where it's like, you know what, you're going to have to outscore these guys. They're going to be in your grill. They're going to slap. They're going to do all that. You know, they're going to play the Bruce Pearl. They can't call a foul. Every The Rick Pitino was the the originator of that, but they can't call a foul every possession. I think the offense should be able to do some nice things tonight. Shouldn't be anything too complicated. This team isn't full of great defenders on A&M. Oscar, I think, should be able to clean up the glass, and he'll get a double-double, I'm sure, if assuming he's not in foul trouble. Defense wins it tonight on the perimeter. And uh, just looking through some of the numbers, uh, at least from a Kim Palm standpoint, 
A&M is 60th, so, you know, they're in a – even though they've won, they, they haven't lost in the SEC, I think so far they've, they've played – they've won at Georgia. Um, they beat Arkansas at home, beat Ole Miss, won at Missouri. So, like, they, they haven't – there isn't a whole lot of big resume building wins here. Uh, they, beat your North Florida Ospreys, though. <laughs> there you go, Justin. Yeah, everybody beats them. Um, with losses to, but it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a rowdy atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, definitely gonna be a rowdy game atmosphere. in the Buzz Williams era. They win this, they're gonna get ranked next week. I have no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. So it's a big game for them. It's a it's a huge game for them to kind of make a statement. And Kentucky needs to be the veteran, experienced team that we think that they are, and treat this like a business trip. To use a very overplayed cliche. Am I correct in that they are? Uh... Their leader in points and rebounds was a Duke player last year, Henry Coleman. Yeah. Or I'm wondering if that was just his high school. But like, uh, I'm struggling. I with think the he game was at Duke. Yeah, because they've got. It looks like they have an Arkansas transfer, a Virginia Tech transfer, and this guy in their starting lineup. Henry Coleman the third. Never remember him being at Duke. The thing I like about Henry Coleman is he's he, he's of a very similar. He's not big in length. He's like six eight guy. He he's kind of like an Oscar. Yeah, he was a Duke guy. Oscar's, did not Oscar's, remember him. Oscar's better at all. Uh, he didn't play a ton at Duke. That was their worst team ever, too. So, can imagine. This should be a that that should be an advantage for Oscar tonight, as long as he doesn't try to do too much or do anything silly. And I, I don't, I'm not too worried about him doing those things. So he he should have a nice game. But again, I think the emphasis is on defense, perimeter discipline. Don't leave people wide open, uh, please, does, for the love of Pete. Does Buzz still have hair? Yeah. I think Still so. got it? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. He looks so weird with hair. Big sweater. Like, he's an under... I know we always go to, like, the Miller Brothers as the sweaty ones. Or, like, Bruce Pearl. Buzz Williams. He's a very sweaty coach. Yes, he is. We're going to see a lot of that tonight. We sure are. And hopefully, maybe the refs are, like, grossed out by it. You never know. <laughs> when you see Buzz Williams, do you ever say, Buzz, your girlfriend... Woof. I don't think I've ever not done it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get to this Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. First texter says, home with COVID, and I can barely stay awake, breathe, or even move for that matter. Good mm. thing I got vaccinated so I didn't end up dead yet. This virus sucks, and I'm even further convinced that the stupid jibby-jabby-stabby-stab did nothing. Science, though. Hopefully be good for the weekend for this monster NFL slate and Cats game. Thanks for the entertainment, fellas, and it sucks. And suck it to the doctor that told me there's no helping with this crap and that it has to run its course. No way we could try. Oh, I don't know. Cheap therapeutics and see if it gives any relief. Oh, well, I guess I'll just stay high all week. <laughs> Feel better, buddy. Sorry that you're dealing with that. Yeah, just get uh Yeah, it sucks. Oh, it does suck. Uh, lots of vitamin C, lots of vitamin D. I'm. Uh, it could be junk science, but like those little, uh, what are those like? Like the zinc lozenges. Whenever I'm sick, I'm all about that and like the elderberry stuff. Because like the worst thing I can do is suck on a lozenge for eight hours a day. Do you ever do emergency or what? Yeah, I yeah. take some gummies when I'm sick. That's supposed to help. So the the thing with emergency, you can take three thousand milligrams of vitamin C a day. Emergency is just more expensive than getting the uh, oh, big okay. jugo um, vitamin C pills. But they do have some more stuff in there, and it forces you to drink some liquids, and sometimes you just need you need that. So I would usually do one emergency and then like two of those other vitamin C pills a day when I'm not feeling well. But either way, sorry you're, you're down with it. Hopefully, I, I think the, the shot is supposed to make it go away quicker because most of the people I know have uh, 
the data out of Israel is concerning. People with the booster are more likely to get COVID, huh. which is crazy. Seems like it. Which is absolutely crazy. But, you know, we're not going to talk about I will, it. I will say, at least the friends who have got, come down with it recently, it's, if it's hit them hard, it's about a two-day. And then they're kind of my buddy got not necessarily back to normal, but they're at least getting back to it. Yeah, it's it's fifty fifty for me. Some are like asymptomatic for the most part, and it's nothing. And it's nothing. Others, it knocked them on their ass pretty mm-hmm. pretty bigly. So feel better, buddy. Yep. Glad Get we're able rest. to maybe provide some entertainment for two hours. It's not Tim Sullivan booger pooking, but we try our <laughs> best. Justin doesn't need deodorant for his virtual girlfriends to accept his attention. That's right. They can't smell me. Keep us away from the Midwest regional. It's always disproportionately loaded. Seems that way. Yeah, but Big Ten teams choking the tournament. So, but the thing is, like the thing that we always talk about every year, and hopefully Kentucky's in a position as a one, two, or three seed where location's going to be. It will play into location to some degree. But the thing is, would you want maybe a potential home court advantage playing a little closer to home, but in a tougher region, or would you want to be shipped out west? Maybe slightly easier, but hey, it's going to be you or Gonzaga in that Elite Eight. See, and I think the I would side with playing Purdue in the Sweet 16 in Chicago. Where you're, it's probably a split arena at that point because it's a very close draft for Purdue fans, also close for Kentucky fans. But the tough game in the Sweet 16 versus the home crowd, like I'm, I'm taking the home crowd because I think John Calipari teams really respond well to that big-time neutral site atmosphere where there's a ton of Kentucky fans on the road like because they're used to going on the road in the SEC and just getting a barrage of booze when they're away from home and they have a ton of Kentucky fans there I think it really does give them a lift give them a boost if you will (laughs) we've uh, I love gosh it feels good talking tournament last year was a joke 2020, we at least got to talk about it before the rug was pulled out from underneath us. That team was so good. And now... And what, they were clicking, and they what, were having fun. What game was the Tyrese Max- Maxey? Let's take it, dude. That was Back the win at Tennessee, which Tennessee came to Rupp and beat them, sadly. But that was the win at in Knoxville. Now, good times. Now I sing that whenever they went on the road. Just wish we could have seen what that team would have done. And it the, probably won't be, or even the draw they had, or the draw that. Yeah, you remember they were like, "Should we release the bracket, or should?" And everybody's yeah. like, "Yeah, release the bracket. <laughs> we want to like be able to talk about it." And then Dick Vitale wrote a book of what would have happened. I think he had like Duke winning, which shocker. <laughs> Dickie V's books, um, the covers of them always amuse me. Yeah, it's, a lot it's going very on. like subtlety, early not... '90s, late '80s type of like big words, ah! <laughs> loud colors. Oh, Texter says, never would have thought Trevor might smell better than Bustin, but it appears that may be the case. <laughs> Trevor smells not just like case. cigarettes. Yeah. I do not smell like cigarettes. I think I would take, even if I did but smell. But what's better, cigarettes or body odor? See, even if I did smell a little bit, I would take body odor over cigarette smell. No question. I, I don't know. Hate I think the smell of cigarettes. There's something comforting about uh, somebody that reeks of cigarettes. <laughs> Especially when it's Trevor. You know they've been through some stuff, probably. <laughs> you got something to talk about. Oh, man. I was talking about it with my dad on the way home from uh, the aquarium on Monday. Just thinking about how everything smelled like smoke for the longest time. I used to work at St. Paul's. the Paul's. aquarium, everything smells like smoke? No, just, uh, whoa. If, oh. Yeah, okay. everywhere. Like, why? Because people just banged cigarettes everywhere they went. The biggest, the last beacon of smoking that I was a part of was I would work bingo as a kid at St. Paul. 
there was big school fundraiser every Friday night, and I'd you know somebody had a winning bingo card, you'd go and read it up front, and then they'd give you a tip from their winnings. And every time I came home, the shirt just it was you immediately had to throw it in the dirty clothes. In you couldn't make what it leave the laundry room or the whole house that smelled like smoke. What would be worse, like a hotel room or a restaurant that smelled like smoke, or common smell from our UK days? You remember Commons? Oh, common buff- smell didn't Com- bother me. Common smell is horrible. Well, okay. Being in Commons didn't bother me. It was when you left and you could smell somebody for, for, bring for Commons. Weeks. With for you. weeks. It, was, it and would stick to your hair. Guess what? My roommate worked at Commons. Oh, God. And so our, our dorm room just reeked of Commons 24-7. He put on shirts that he had washed, and it still smelled like Commons smell. And if you didn't go to UK... Uh, or if you're currently at Kentucky, if you if you know, you know. It's, it's the, one of those cur- situations. The Kerwin Blanding cafeteria. Oh yeah. And food was generally trash, but we breakfast were eighteen. Breakfast on the weekends so were who awesome. Cared? Well, was it awesome or was it we were just eighteen and we well, were you were hungover. still kind of drunk? Yeah. And you were t- you know talking about the night before, like Halloween, at, like the night oh, after. Oh, man. Halloween. People show up in their costumes. Yeah, yeah, just like they got hickeys on their necks. Mm. You know, like is that a hickey or is that supposed to be makeup? Uh, man, just. Fun times. There really was fun times. And you know what? That's why you had to enjoy it. What, you, what, what, what was a nice treat, though, TJ, is we would do Sunday dinner at Blazer, go to North Campus. I would only get Blazer on seldom occasions. And, but that was like our, like, ooh, we're going to – it's basically commons except good and doesn't smell. See, the thing is, is like if I was going to walk to get food – like Commons was just desperation. I just need to move two feet. I was yeah. at Blanding Four, so yeah. I was just like, okay, if, not going to deal with the line at all. If I was going to walk, if I was going to walk, Kaylair. It's not like Kaylair was far, but if right. I was going to, if my legs were going to be moving, I was getting spicy chicken fingers from Kaylair, and the, there was nothing stopping. The reason me. why Blazers food was better is because the student athletes all live nearby, Correct. so they would have like uh, rotisserie chicken. Like, oh, this is good, high quality food instead of just like deep fried chicken dinner. Roush, you didn't want to hear about salsaritas. Now you're talking about rotisserie chickens? Yeah, I can't. I, I'm obviously hungry, Justin. <laughs> oh, man. And we obviously need to get to our final break. So how about we take that, we come back, we read the text, and I got something good for you all later on today. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm excited. Yeah. It's been a fun show, yeah. so I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what you got. Happy birthday to Dolly Parton. 76 years old today. That's it. Anything you want to say to Dolly, Justin? Um. No, I'm surprised she's that young. 76 years Keep young. on keeping on, Dolly. If you, if you ever want a fun treat, uh, I know it's past the season, but Dolly Parton's Christmas songs, the lyrics are very amusing. That podcast on Dolly Parton I listened to like five years ago is pretty good. She uh, Not good enough for me to remember Most the of her Christmas lyrics are about like snuggling up with Santa. It's just like, whoa, <laughs> Dolly, take it easy now. Oh, like that kind of? Yeah. That kind of snuggling? Yeah. It's, kind of, it's funny. Dolly Parton's America was the was the podcast. All right, we'll be back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. She jumped back on her feet. She wiggled and she jiggled. Beat all you ever saw. Said this is how you do watermelon crawl. She said we've got a hundred gallons of sweet red wine made from the biggest watermelons on the vine. Help yourself to some. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's the fact, Jack! With Walker and Roush. That's the fact, Jack!
Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. In a moment, we're going to get back to the Thornton's text line. Remember to download the Refreshing Rewards app, and you can save money each and every time you go to the pump at Thornton's. It's easy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Just punch your phone number. some money. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. And, um, man, can I give a shout out to Michigan State? They're doing well in the transfer portal. I'm going to tell them to suck it. Oh, yeah, please do. Yeah, second Michigan State. Um, you brought it up on Friday that uh, seems to be a budding rivalry between the two, and it's reached a fever pitch. So Kentucky did win um, initially on the recruiting trail, getting Keontae Goodwin, but they were able to get Chris Bogle up there, and then Amir Speed, the Georgia cornerback Kentucky, was reportedly pursuing. He announced his commitment to Michigan State yesterday, and uh, – I think the recruiting rivalry, it's officially on. Officially on, Sports Talker. Yeah, I wasn't as crazy about speed as you were. Um, I mean, but his name. Not that you were, like, you know, going bonkers about him or anything like that. But, yeah, it was at Georgia for a while and was never able really to do much. And, yes, Georgia's defense has been loaded and good, but I think Kentucky wants to compete with Georgia not necessarily take their leftovers. Right, right. Uh, I will say, too, this is another example of, Kentucky might have had a chance, but they started school last week. That's so weird that, like, it seems like Kentucky is getting punished by schooling more than any other school. Like, it is January 19th. Who is not back in school? Who, who? Probably like, Western Kentucky. They always started so late and got out so early. I never understood it. How do you all have enough time to do all your classes? Who knows? As, but that that whole, the, the timing of that stuff is, seems... Like, it doesn't make sense to me, but also unfortunate for Kentucky. But I, I don't think that it's – I'm not worried. You're. We've talked about it here on Kentucky Roll Call 7 to 9. 9 to 11 is the replay of the show. You can listen to Kentucky Roll Call wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. And the podcast is brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Yeah, use promo code Big X. Save 30%, you all. 30%. It's a heck of a deal. Make CBD a part of your new year health and wellness plan. It's wonderful. It's great. It's relaxing after a workout when you need to calm down. It, there's really never like you. I could make reasoning for why it can help you all the time. If you sit in an office all day, mm-hmm. help relax yourself a little bit. Your eyes, your brain, before you go to sleep after yeah, a workout. Great, great stuff. When you start your day, and then again, promo code Big X. It lets them know that. Them partnering with Kentucky Roll Call is a smart move, and yeah. it is, especially with March right around the corner. Standing move. But we love our friends at at Cornbread Hemp. But I there there's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of good players that open up. Their yeah. stuff will happen. Just be patient. You got Dare Rosenthal super late in the game last year, Roush. Mm-hmm. So just be patient. People are going to know that Kentucky needs a couple positions. They're going to go through their spring practices at other places, and then they'll 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 come on board eventually. Yeah, be and patient. I, I think I know why that Kentucky's later because Kentucky gets their spring semester over with before Derby. That that finals week is right before Derby, and I'm sure some other schools they're just gonna, they just run a little. All right. Well, away. if it helps the football program, sorry, you're going back in after Derby. Yep. Which I think there was a couple years we had to go in after Derby. I remember going in to give a speech on Oaks, and the dude still didn't. But like, I was a borderline B or an A. It's like, dude, just bump me up to an A if I'm showing up for the speech. 
And, it, and it's, I got A's in, on all of my speeches. It was because I was lazy on homework and stuff, you know. Like, I didn't give a damn about a public speaking paper. <laughs> like, come on. But he, he wouldn't butt me up, and I wasted an Oaks day. You missed an Oaks. Wow. Yeah. I would have never guessed. Bastard. I would have never Son guessed. Of... Hey, Duke lost last night. Losers. I went to bed with them down five, and I was like, okay. I watched the Tennessee game. Did you see that? Gosh, Vandy, you dinguses. They blew it. They... Like a minute left, they hit a three, tie it. Tennessee comes down, scores, goes up 62-60, and then Vandy throws the ball to Tennessee on the inbounds. Tennessee scores 64-60. to It was over just like that. They, I mean, it was just – it was such an easy inbounds pass to make, and they just threw it right to Kennedy Chandler. <laughs> Directly to him. Uh, really, oh. really bad there. Duke lo- – yeah, so I went to bed thinking Duke was going to lose, and then I saw that it went to overtime, and Florida State was actually kind of fortunate to win. I watched the highlights of it this morning. Kansas, we mentioned them. They got lucky on the road, thanks to John Higgins. Still a complete and total goober. Texas Ooh. lost as well. Baylor's back to, got back to their winning ways yeah. covered, which we didn't like to see. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was a good night of college basketball. We're in the thick of it, baby. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Yep. We get good basketball most nights. Get good games to look forward to in the weekend, but we still also have the NFL, which is cool. And I'm telling you what, folks, before you know it, it's going to be February, and that's when things get real thick. I also uh, have some exciting news today, too. This is what I've been looking forward to. I want to hear it. Um, Our friend Adam Luckett and I will be joined by Liam Cohen today. To do a little chatting it up on the... Uh... Oh, couldn't get him on Kentucky Roll Call. Damn it, Roush. He's a bigger Luckett fan. I'm sorry. I'm not a football guy enough for Liam Cohen. What happened to you last week saying we were getting somebody on the show? Oh, he just said, I'm not waking up that early. <laughs> just got completely turned down. Like, sorry, not waking up at 8.30. That's ridiculous. Who doesn't wake up by 8.30? That's ridiculous. College students. Trevor. <laughs> I'm not excited for your news. I'm jealous and I'm mad. <laughs> So yeah, you'll be expecting to hear some some stuff come from that. When's I, when's that going to be posted? Uh, I mean, we're recording this morning at like eleven, so this afternoon. Okay, keep it out. Eleven person say, I mean, should be a good time. Do do something nice for like say something about Kentucky. Do or say maybe me. <laughs> hey, get it, Walker, in number ser- one fan. In all seriousness, you should just be like. What what are you looking at the rest of the NFL playoffs? Who do you think? Oh, I just can't. That's I, I'm I'm I have a lot of NFL questions for. Just him. be like, who do you think's gonna win? He's gonna say the Rams. He's a Rams guy. Well, be like, get get something cool about the Packers. Oh, the, that's give me, where you want to go. Give me something. <laughs> give me something. Say to get Aaron Rodgers is good as a good quarterback. Oh, and also remind him that the other eleven personnel spoke very highly of him when he took the UK job. It's true. Yeah, I remember I interviewed that one yeah, guy, yeah. Rich Hammond, I believe. Yeah. It's kind of funny. <laughs> what? Uh, just like, yeah, that's just that's just a funny quinky dink. All right, let's get oh, uh, let's get back to this Thornton's text line. That will be exciting. We look forward to hearing it. The texter says, "Dove Men Spray is Tier One deodorant. It's 2022, fellas. Get a spray." No, wow. it's Why not. Would... No, you're. It's not 1932. Seriously, we can get the old right card can. What do you the like? Only... Spray. Do some mouth spray before you go kiss somebody. The only thing that spray deodorant's good for is making a flame floor. Do they still make Listerine strips? Um, I can't talk. Surely. Yeah, because... Uh, Those things were weird. Brooke got some recently, and she forgot. She was like, man, they are hot. 
There's, yeah, it's kind of a sensor. especially if you've it's got a, a mask on, like a, she would have him on at school, and it's just you're breathing your own fire. It's uh, it was quite the sensation on your they, tongue. They always say that cold is like spicy hot. Or did I say that right? No, like on your tongue. Yeah, like cold or like like mint. Mint stuff is like spicy cold. That makes sense. Mm, no, because that's I mean that's exactly what Rouse was just talking about. She's blowing fire win- in her mask. Did you do a little too much Wednesday? I did not. No, no Wednesday. A little wacky Wednesday, Justin. <laughs> I, I will say my brother-in-law. I get what you're saying. Was very very picky eater. He's since come out of his shell and he eats things besides burgers and fries. Um, <laughs> but when he first started dating my sister-in-law, uh, he wouldn't eat peppermints because they were too spicy. See. Too spicy? So, yeah. So Does he not like spicy like, food? No, like he literally only ate burgers and fries and like chicken nuggets. It's the only thing he ate. Yikes. He's coming out of his shell though. Now he eats burritos. And peppermints. <laughs> and peppermints. Yeah. Uh, Steak and cheese burrito. So very diversifying the palate. Texture says, we can't beat this guy. And it was a tweet of John Hale winning the sports person, sports media person of the year. How which about, congrats to John Hale on that. Did he really win? Jeez, yeah, Justin. He won, yeah, Sports Writer of the Year from like the NMSE. Or, oh, I thought this he was, was the Sports Writer, yeah. Not like, Sports Figure. Of the yeah, year. I thought this was what you all voted on. No, I was no, like, no, wait, no. what? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been mind blowing. What an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, you and I next year should just write did, in yeah. you, write in each other. How do we, seriously though, how do we even get nominated? Something like that. Do we? Don't we have? Is it? Is it one of those awards you have to pay to be in the the, the thing? NSMA Sports Media next year? One or you? You or I are winning it. I think it's the thing where you've got to pay to like win an award, like but, just to be a, a nominee. You have to pay like fifty dollars to have your stuff submitted. Fine, no problem. Be hilarious if somebody from Kentucky roll call won one of these awards. Broadcaster of the year. And sorry, Roush, it probably needs to be me. You have won enough. The journalism school <laughs> oh, smiles fondly. Won anything enough? Journalism. They just no, my you're, you're you're Mr. DeSales alumni. They acknowledge UK journalism school knows you exist. Hey, they you're care in about the Saint X newsletter. I was in the Saint X newsletter. Tiger droppings, right? Pretty, but, that what they yeah, call? but I've I've been following up on that. They just put anybody in there. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't anything special to me. I think the fact I answered the phone made it happen. <laughs> and again, I just always get overlooked. I won a junior journalist award in two thousand nine. But does UK pump that out every other day? No, they nope. don't. No, they don't. A texter said, "But congrats to John for that." Seems that Kentucky is striking out on DB transfers. The mystery guys staying out. Georgia, that was the TCU guy. Uh, yeah. the, the Georgia DB commits to Michigan State. LSU DB commits to Arkansas. Is the DB position going to be addressed? Just wait. Be patient. Mm-hmm. Season's not for a long ways away, and there's going to be new names and better names, and the, we may end up saying that you're glad Kentucky waited. You the, may, or you end up don't get anybody, and Kentucky's just going to be completely boned. The big uh, – Either or. Re- really, the only concern I have is if a guy gets injured in spring practice, you're just out bodies. If they're down to – They'll have four cornerbacks on campus for spring practice. I think maybe maybe five. Not a lot. Not a lot of bodies there at cornerback. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah. Which famous shipwreck would you compare the UL basketball program to? Who's the one in Michigan? The, the Edmund Fitzgerald. Edmund a lot of people are gonna yeah. say Titanic. I'm going Edmund Fitzgerald, just because the Titanic was a nice calm evening, mm-hmm. and they just hit an iceberg. Edmund Fitzgerald was total chaos. Everybody knew they were going down. Mm -hmm. It was sad. 
And there's been so much chaos around the UofL basketball program. Anything besides the Edmund Fitzgerald's the wrong answer. I, I actually have been waiting for this question because I Edmund only knew Fitzgerald. of the Titanic. So I brought up an article of the worst shipwrecks of all time. Oh, yes. I think Louisville is the MV Donna Paz. Let me read you just a little blip about the MV Donna Paz. Okay. It was a Philippine registered registered ferry and while carrying over 4,000 passengers collided with an oil tanker empty vector on December 20th, 1987. A fire and explosion ensued killing over 4,000 passengers only 24 survivors. But here's where I think it's reminiscent of Louisville. A lack of proper safety and communication measures were blamed and it reportedly took eight hours for the Philippine Maritime Authorities to hear of the incident. Jeez Louise, that sounds heartbreaking. Prayers to those impacted by that. That wasn't that long ago. I'd never heard of that. 87? 87, yeah. I was going to go with something fun, if not for the Edmund Fitzgerald. I mean, the Edmund Fitzgerald. This is a fun song. But you could also make a case for the the boat in the Suez Canal. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, how the hell did you, what, what the hell, what the hell happened here? That's perfect. Like, oh, you had one job, just go. Just, you know, don't, don't get in probation after probation and NCAA scan. Just go. Just do what normal programs do. And Louisville couldn't help themselves. And then their mess has just caused a huge disaster for the rest of the city. And then the Suez Canal is for the rest of the world. Yeah, looking back, that's the only correct answer. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, except how are you going to dig? Yeah. You're looking at it and you're like, okay, we've got to dig ourselves out of this hole. But we, were we going to use a tiny little baby shovel to do it? Like, what's the shovel to dig a little out of this? There is none. There's the no shovel. Fitzgerald was a huge ship. How is that bad boy going under in a Great Lake? Because the Great Lakes are pretty great. They're like oceans. They're huge. Well, sure. But, geez. Man, that just had to not be a, that, yeah, not fun. Ship ship sinking wouldn't be fun for if you were on the boat. Hot, you know, ta- though, hot, hot take Wednesday. I have been a part of a sinking canoe though. That was fun because it was like totally just the exact same thing. <laughs> but you, you know, probably stand, you probably stand in the water. Oh yeah, we and we like purposely <laughs> did it because we were just ramming into each other in our canoes. It was more fun that way when oh. you're you know twelve years old. Okay. Yeah, just bumping canoes. <laughs> Pretty fun summer camp, huh? Yep. Uh, kind of seems like Mel Tucker's kicking our ass in the portal. Well, supposedly Kentucky can't even add people because yeah. it's too late in the game. And that was the texter said, did the school calendar thing cost us a mere speed? Probably because I think he would want to be on campus for spring semester. I still think that whole thing is weird to me, but whatever. The texter says, with Justin on this one, I've never used deodorant and never had anyone tell me I smell Had my and had my share of ladies close enough to know if I was. Wow. Yeah. That's a sick brag on your part. That was actually me sending in that text. <laughs> <laughs> so there's just a group of people out there that just don't smell? Yeah. Not buying it. Yeah, no, not buying it at all. I just don't think you will have good enough friends to tell you, tell you the truth. Well, we got families, too. You stink. Or, we, once we get an intern, they're going to have to smell I, your piss. I think I think the the argument you should be making, Justin, is that your natural pheromones are what attracts the ladies, and that a deodorant would just mask that scent. That's what I'll use from now on. Yeah. Even though I, I don't think we're just like a bunch of animals on the prowl during mating seasons looking for pheromones. My buddy sent me this tweet from Tyler Aki. What a January for Coach K retirement tour. Verbally accosts an opposing player, lost to Miami at home, 
Missed a game. Shire leads the best ACC performance of the season. Roy Williams starts running a rival retirement tour. He did? I didn't know that. No. And then they lost to Florida State. Oh, man. And we're just barely over halfway through this month. Notice that it's calmed down. I'm, I'm sure it'll pick back up once they start promoting that UNC-Duke game. Like, they'll run the promos for I think once months. Duke lost, like, I just thank God Duke isn't undefeated or undefeated in conference play or something like that. Because mm-hmm. I think just, like, that would snowball into more obnoxiousness and obnoxiousness. The more they lose, the more they're probably going to stay away from it. Mm-hmm. And Duke's a good team, and the ACC stinks, so they'll, they'll, I'm sure, string off a ton of wins. But, hey, I hope not. Lose every game, you losers. Texter says, since the Notre Dame loss, UK's three-point shooting has improved due to two factors. One, Davion Mintz started hitting. That's important. And let's make no mistake, Grady also very hot. Two, everyone not named Grady, Mintz, or Washington stopped shooting threes. UK is hitting 46% from three their last eight games versus 31% previously. That is a good point in Again, that. we I'm don't have right if Brooks wants to shoot threes. We, we don't have – we were just – all right, nothing's happening. Let me pull. You know, we we aren't seeing that as much. But I, I think Grady, some of it, he even admitted that when Cal was saying you either shoot or I put you on the bench, like he was being serious. And I think Grady's part was he was trying to figure out where he fit in on this team, how his role was going to adjust from where he was at Davidson. And there was maybe some hesitancy to take some of those shots early on, but he's gotten more confidence. Tata Washington has a ton more confidence after playing point guard for a couple of games. But the, some of the basic stuff, TJ, I mean, the coaches are saying the same thing we are. And when Bruiser Front was asked yesterday, hey, what's the key, been the key to Davion's success lately? He's making shots. Sometimes it's as simple as making shots and getting in a good rhythm. And I think also for Davion, it was finding the right timing and fitting into his role in this team and not having to be a hero like he was last year. Yeah, I agree with all that, and it's almost like basketball teams with players that aren't familiar with playing with one another are going to take a little time to mesh. They they have seemingly meshed. They have plenty of room to get better, but yes, I'm glad Kentucky is playing and looks like a better basketball team than they do than they did at the beginning of December, and I hope they look like a better team in a month, and I hope a month after that they look like a better team. That is they, that stat accurate? About forty six percent the last eight games. From three? Wouldn't doubt it. That's pretty incredible. That is pretty incredible. Texter says on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, when judging Cal's offense, I think it's important to put more value in what he does rather than what he says. There's an example here. No. It's also funny. Oh, I don't know. I guess the three-point shooting was his example. These were all sent separately. Um, same person, maybe, but separate separate text, so we sent him a separate text. It's also funny that the media fans want to take credit for convincing Cal to run a three-guard offense. Don't blame him at all for not entertaining those people. Nobody's actually saying they convinced Cal, right? Mm, no, but this is just the fun little media back and forth. There's just no way anybody actually thinks that because Kentucky has played three guards a lot. A lot over his over the Calipari era. Oh, man. But... I could definitely see some media members maybe thinking they're responsible for Kentucky's success. This is a great text in the show. You jackasses on the air now are disgusting and stupid. This was another Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins text. <laughs> but the Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins will play after like seven uh-huh. on Big X. Late night. Late night, yeah. So they 
This person, uh, to this person's credit, they keep it locked into the Big X most of the day. <laughs> Not enough where they can understand that it's a national show and that their, their texts, unfortunately, fall on deaf ears. But we read them, so they're not that, falling on deaf ears. That's the part that uh, we're we're reading your text, buddy. I am not shocked, but it's like you have it on all day, and you have the wherewithal to text in to complain about it, but not to realize that it we they are not here. Yeah, interesting. But that he sent in just so many texts about that show and doesn't understand that it's a national show. And it's a it's a it's a conservative talk radio show, dude. Like if you don't like conservative talk radio, you probably shouldn't listen to it. <laughs> Sitting here watching Miami destroy North Carolina is just down. It just dawned on me how mad is Matt Cross knowing Miami's going to make the tournament and U of is not. Oh, that's tough. Miami's been playing pretty well. Florida State's starting to pick it up a little bit too. Um, still, the ACC is garbage. But a, yeah, gosh, UNC got smoked. Almost lost by thirty. Saw a stat where Leonard Hamilton has more wins as an unranked team over top twenty-five teams than any coach in college basketball history. Kind of, you know, seeing Hubert Davis. Yeah, but that's I, I love Leonard Hamilton. I know Justin part of hates him. He's never, yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. kind of like a double-edged stat right there. Yeah, yeah. and um, they play a lot of ranked teams in the ACC. Sure, yeah. they they absolutely do. Justin thinks he's a terrible coach, though. Terrible. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, you were going to say something about Hubert Davis. Oh, bad coach. Gosh, yeah. I mean, if you're UNC, I understand you got to give people time. But if you're just getting blown out left and right, and you've got a preseason All-American in Ormando Bacat, then that's not that's not good. That's not good at all. Nope. So maybe UNC moves on from him quicker. But with you know recent news, it does kind of make you respect Joby Hall even more. Just following an absolute legend. Oh, definitely. And then just keeping things rolling for the most part. So. Uh, Texter says, size 13s aren't that big. Settle down, Roush. I mean, when you're shopping at like a department store, not a shoe store. You know they what they say about big shoes. Big socks. Mm-hmm. They really do. Did you see where Passner said UNC was a possible Final Four team? They got thumped by Miami. That's from Steve. No. Um, as I, I don't pay attention to what Josh Passner says. And, and coaches that, are going to prop that's up the other conference teams early. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's how. Cal is guilty of doing that. When if Kentucky hopefully beats A and M tonight, you'll hear nothing but a ton of because it, it, it helps you. You want to you want to speak highly of the teams you beat or you compete against because that makes you look good. Mm-hmm. Makes things look better for you. Most collegiate players will not play on the next level. If you love football, you know that final game will be the last time you play a real football game for the rest of your life. Hell yeah, two more games sounds good. Seriously. And that's the other side of it. Yeah. Well, like like I'm talking about like freshmen coming into college. Everybody's dreaming of the NFL. But by the time you're a senior, you're spot on. So that's what makes the whole ACC Dennis Fraud article even a bigger joke. Dennis Fraud. I don't blame Dennis for it. No, no, I don't either. But But the quote of the ACC Pat Narduzzi, Dave Clawson, just. Clowns. Dabo Sweeney. John here. Happy game day morning to all. Just a prediction text here. Hey, the line for the game is Cats by 7.5, but I say that's not enough. I got the Cats by 12 plus, and if they play up to their standards, it could reach 20 easily. Also, like a parlay here, take the over, and I got our Cats winning 80 to 67. Well, got to go talk to you later. I always have a normal hesitancy of Kentucky on the road that makes me a little bit nervous, but I could totally see us coming in tomorrow and be like, this Kentucky team's playing its best basketball right now. Of course, they were going to win with ease against I want to have a, is Kentucky peaking too early take? 
That's, but the good news is, that's what I want. If they're peaking too early, enough time for the down peak to peak back up again. Yeah, we peak that, some value. See, that baby. was the thing with Booker. I think if I remember correctly, he had a pretty terrible January, then a great, great February, February, and then not a great March. Yeah, didn't have enough time to come back up. Uh huh. It's like the COVID charts and whatnot. <laughs> uh, Twelve or fourteen days to slow down these Kentucky Wildcats. <laughs> A texter says, was that Tim Sullivan picking his nose and then eating it? You wouldn't believe how many people you can spot doing this while driving if you just look around. Absolutely disgusting. Some people have no awareness. Well, but you don't need to have awareness in a car, but maybe when you're in a Zoom meeting. How about you just don't eat boogers, too? (laughs) Yeah, like, what is the appeal on that? Oh, gross. The more and more you learn just about some media members. (laughs) Texter says, Damon Thayer is a Michigan State fan, and that alone is enough for, of a reason for me to hate that entire university. Great point. Yep, great texting. Did, did you see the tweet I had of the Louisiana, oh, I think, the guy for smoking, the State Center? Yeah, just had a, had a blunt smoking in a blunt. Yeah. And then the – Damon Thayer. Surprised that we haven't had more politicians smoking weed in commercials. Pretty right. popular. Weed, weed is very popular. Because it's, it's a moneymaker. I mean, it's just as a like if you and, and also like think about any people like you see a dude smoking a blunt on TV, you're like, I respect that guy. I'm gonna vote for him. And the, and for Damon Thayer, votes. I mean Damon Thayer, just he needs he just needs a talking down to. He really does. You know, obviously the way that he talks down to people, he does. He just somebody just needs to be like, you idiot. Why is getting drunk different than the vices of of getting stoned? I would love to know his rationale. Something would say safer. It is safer. Not, I mean, it just is. Now, if you, you shouldn't be driving on either one of them. There's, you know, there should be laws. You, but sure, it, it's. Eh, I don't need to get into it. Everybody knows. Great text though. Justin is confu- is a confusing guy. He never had time for anything, but yet takes forty five minute showers. Hmm, that must be the time you work out those forearms. So when he's on Twitter and in the show. Oh my god. <laughs> 12 year old <laughs> yeah no when I was a kid my mom would have to she would always knock on the door for me to get out of the shower damn you mom I'm not done playing with your dinghy <laughs> that's what she always thought yeah <laughs> have you watched Righteous, Righteous Gemstones uh uh-uh. uh no, uh this Brooke season. wants to wait until we can like watch him like one like consecutively. Well, there's, there's three now, and I think the first one's like an hour. So you got you, you'd have some you'd have some binging to do. Um, get the it's a you know it's a Danny McBride comedy, but yeah, very but, over the top. But there there's a funny, really funny part that kind of goes with this conversation that you'll know when you see it. <laughs> All right, final predictions: Kentucky, Texas A and M defense wins it for the Cats. I'll take UK. 77 to 69. Nice. Nice. Oh, you think got the Cats covered by one. I think it's going to be a similar score, but Cats aren't covering. Oh, no. 76-70 Kentucky win down at Reed Arena, a place that actually hasn't been very kind to the Cats over the years. So time to turn that trend around. Revenge for Isaac, Isaac Humphreys. Oh gosh, what a joke! People forget about that, aka me, just for a second. That was a, that was a travesty. I agree. Kentucky does not cover tonight. Give me the cats, seventy four, seventy one. I think it's a tough one. A close one. All of us taking Kentucky. Wouldn't 
Not either one, you know, what a what a sports analysis take. A blowout wouldn't surprise me because Kentucky's playing good basketball <laughs> right now. And a close game wouldn't because I think Texas A&M's a solid team and this is such an important home game for yeah, them. But I think they'll hit enough threes, though, to keep it within reach. You win big or you win close, it doesn't matter to Time me. For find Kentucky a way to execute down the stretch. Find a way to to close out, get a road win against a team above you in the conference. UK's next three SEC games – Two teams ahead of you in the conference, and then Mississippi State, which is a spot below you in the conference. This is this is important basketball time. So all business. Let's hope the Cats take care of it. Everybody have a good day. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. This is Kentucky Roll oh, Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Go Cats. Anything to make you mad on mine. I'll do your bidding and be at your beck and call.